everybody and welcome back to episode 10 of the With You With Me Be Fierce podcast. Um, I am your host, Javira Soto. Um, remembering that our With You With Me Be Fierce podcast is basically our medium to highlight the really good news stories that we have of military veterans that we are supporting um, and also military spouses. Um, we want to showcase to organisations the work that we're doing and we also actually invite employees to come onto the show so that we can say, hey, these guys are actually hiring the amazing talent that we're putting through our training. And what we also do is we actually bring in organisations that are kind of like supporting you know, military veterans, military spouses, um, to highlight and, um, you know, grow our community. So before we get started, what I wanted to do is just let you know what we're doing actually here at With You With Me in terms of what we've got up and coming. So online, some of our online events that we've got and in person, we've got our With You With Me micro event where our practice team within the data group, they're going to be showcasing um, our data analytics basically course, which will just kind of highlight to veterans out there and even military spouses, you know, we'll give you a sneak peek on the stuff that we train and get you guys to understand, hey, you know what, you guys can do this and it's okay. So it's something that we do um, in face and on live. So if you can't make it, that's cool. We can send you the link and you can watch it later if you want to see that. So we've got one here happening in Australia on the 22nd of January from 5 to 7. Um, and we also have one in the US at this, as well. Um, pretty positive that's the 22nd for the US as well. Um, and then one of our massive events that we've got is our With You With Me Training and Employment Conference, which is happening on the 27th of March in Virginia. So I get to go back to the States and go and do that. And I actually get to hang out with these cool cats here as well, which I'm super excited about. Um, so without further ado, I want to introduce you to the two amazing special guests that I have sitting with me today. Um, oh yeah, I probably should have told you that this is actually going to be put on our YouTube channel. That's why I'm kind of like talking yeah. to the camera <laughs> actually speaking on the podcast. Surprise! Anyway, <laughs> uh, no pressure, Liz. Anyway, um, so yeah, so we have here um, Adam and Liz Stretch. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you Thank so much you. for being Thank here. Um, what I might start is with you, Adam, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a whole bunch of questions that I wanted to go through, but just to give you a little bit of background, um, actually, no, you know, I'll just ask the first question and you can answer for yourself. <laughs> so, um, Adam, you're actually a, a recently transitioned US military veteran, is that correct? Um, that's yeah? correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, December 30th was my last day in the Army. Okay, oh, just last year, like 219. Mm -hmm. So, yep. wow, that's like fresh out of the box, people. <laughs> um, would you be able to share with the folks then, I suppose, your, your story? Um, can you go through with everyone why you joined? Um, maybe what, how long you served and what position you were in or what you enlisted as. And yeah, and then I'll, and then I'll keep going from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I grew up in Georgia. Uh, my father was in the military. Uh, my grandpa was in the military. Sure. A lot of our family had been in the military. So, uh, I, I was kind of prone to join. Uh, I'd been doing my research all throughout high school and, uh, my dad was in the air force and of course, he recommended I go in the Air Force, but me being hard-headed like I am, now I go into the Army. Uh, <laughs> I ran out of high school, um, and I knew I wanted to uh, kind of challenge myself, so I enlisted as an infantryman, and from there I spent um, uh, 
about a little over eight years in the 75th Ranger Regiment. Um, so it was definitely a huge challenge uh, just being in the Ranger Regiment, mm -hmm. finishing Ranger School, and then becoming a leader within the Ranger Regiment. Um, it was a great time. I definitely wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, but I suppose part of the reason uh, I joined was to give myself a challenge. And the other part of it... Uh, my oldest brother went into the military, and my other brother, he went straight to college. So I saw both of them mm -hmm. uh, kind of go down the different paths. And I figured out by the time I was a senior in high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to major in, what I wanted my career to be. So I figured going into the Army as an infantryman would be my best route for the time being as I figured out where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had, uh, I did a lot of learned a lot of things, met a lot of great people uh, with my time in, and it actually taught me where I wanted to be. And I couldn't have asked for a better spot to end up on on outside as now we get to, I get to help other veterans during their transition process and yeah. uh, assist them so that they can reduce some of the stress on their transition. Okay, thank you so much for sharing. So I suppose maybe we'll, we'll I'll ask you about best moments in the military, but because I think it's a really good segue because you're talking about transition. So if you're if you're okay to share with this, are you able to share why you transition and then how you actually came involved with with you with me? Yeah. So um, it was about two years ago. Uh, I got an injury, and um, from there, I was trying to get back into active service, but uh, it wasn't looking too good, and then sure. ended up having to go through the. Uh, medical uh what we call the med board in uh the u.s military uh went through that process lasted about a year but at the beginning of it uh, i had some great uh had some great uh people helping me along the way um and specifically the uh socom care coalition uh referred me to with you with me and then from there i did my path through the cybersecurity analyst course and then uh, got the offer to come on as a pathfinder and uh, it, it was pretty good because I had all that time to prep. Uh, I have that passion for cybersecurity, but I also have a bigger passion to help other veterans too. Oh, nice. That's a beautiful story. Thank you. So I suppose for those of, um, if you're able to explain a little bit, because um, Adam is actually here with us in the Australian office. He was able to bring him and his beautiful wife Liz over here while he's undergoing some training. Are you able to just maybe share a little bit about what you've learned so far is exactly what a Pathfinder is? Yeah, so uh, our main role uh, from what I've learned is to uh, basically make the transition process easy as we can be uh, for veterans getting out and then for veterans that are looking for a career change, try to help them out to either change careers or uh, kind of act as a supplement to like further advance them in their careers. And uh, we try and work with the company so that uh, we're encouraging them more and more to hire veterans and make more opportunities for veterans so that uh, they don't feel like they're in a rut, they're stuck in one single spot. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so I suppose that's led into what you do now. So you've been obviously hired by With You With Me as a Pathfinder for obviously the US team. So first of all, congratulations. Um, what would you say, if I can go back to your time in service, what would you say, you're, because I, what resonated with me, what you said is that you wouldn't change it for the world. So you obviously really enjoyed your time in mm -hmm. the service. What was one of your best moments then? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to boil it down to one. Um, uh, I have to say, 
Uh, out of the top moments I've had, one was when I initially got into my uh, squad and platoon in the Ranger Regiment. Mm-hmm. It was a big wake-up call because me being only 19 years old. Oh, wow. And these uh, very experienced uh very experienced rangers that I, I got to learn a lot from. And then my next one would probably be obviously graduating ranger school because you come into the ranger regiment and um, you don't have your ranger tab necessarily yet mm-hmm. uh, as an enlisted uh, soldier. So then you go to ranger school and that's kind of like where you bridge the gap to become a leader. So from there, I went on to become a gun team leader and then a team leader. Um, yeah, cool. So definitely those points and then uh the main one is just the people i've met all my all everyone in the ranger regiment all my brothers uh yeah i've built some of the best relationships i'll ever have there and obviously you know that's one of the things that we've talked here about with other military veterans that we have supported and i don't think that's isolated to where you live so whether it's australian military or the u.s military it's a family Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and like you said, they're your brothers. Um, you know, you've shared some moments together and experienced and things like that. So, I think that's really important to highlight that you get to give back to those people that you know mm-hmm. are sharing similar things that you've been through through your transition process. You're able to help them through that. So that's really cool. Yep. Yep. Um, so, can I ask you a question then? I would like to know what you think. What's if you had to think of one piece of advice? that you'd give for other US military veterans going through that whole transition um, process, what would you recommend to them? So I would definitely recommend to have patience because uh, that, especially going through uh, a med board, it'll be one of the most stressful processes because uh, the army or the VA might get some paperwork wrong or something doesn't get processed right and you have a lot going on. like, for example, when I was going through it, I was going through the with you, with me training. I was also trying to, uh, the future was kind of uncertain. And one thing that saved me is uh, my patience and then the family that I built in the eight years that, uh, eight and a half years that I served. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely relied heavily on them. And they, they kind of gave me wake up calls every now and again, including uh, my wife. Um, <laughs> um, but gave me wake up calls to like hey it's okay like we're yeah. gonna get it figured out because it's definitely it's definitely a scary experience but having that patience and then reaching out to my family um, that, that was a big one yeah perfect thank you that's really actually fantastic advice that whole you know being patient because I think it, it's such an uncertain time mm-hmm. you know um, and I suppose whether it's a decision that you've made like a, I, I want to get out because my time, you know, my time's up. But in, in your circumstance, that it was like a med board, like you mm-hmm. were saying, it was something that you weren't necessarily planning, mm-hmm. you know. So I think, you know, to highlight the fact that it, patience and support from your family um, is a huge thing. So yeah, that's really, really good advice because, yeah, I think when you're living the experience or living those moments, you might not necessarily. You know, remember patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you know, um, but the fact that you're able to sit here, you're on the other side of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's why I asked that question because you can now sh- share your experiences and say, well, this is, yeah, actually patience mm-hmm. because, yeah. 
And uh, funny thing is, when I when I initially met uh, Tom Moore, one of the main things uh, he asked me is, is like, uh, what what are your plans? Uh, and I went into an explanation with him as I was like, I feel like a lot of veterans lose their sense of purpose. You know, I went from being an infantryman uh, and like doing some pretty heavy work, pretty intense work, mm-hmm. uh, to now it's like, hey, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that sense of purpose kind of you kind of really have to search for it so I went uh, I kind of restructured the way I thought about it now uh, I still have that same sense of purpose that intensity that will to win uh, and that drive to win but now I just repurposed uh, the way I use it and basically found my purpose again in helping veterans and I enjoy cybersecurity. that's definitely something I recommend to uh, transitioning infantrymen or veterans in general is uh, cybersecurity because you go from uh, defending your nation in the physical realm uh, to where you can defend your nation or help others out through the cyber realm. Yeah, perfect. Actually, that's a really good. Can we? I might get you to elaborate on that, Adam, if it's okay. Because mm-hmm. one of the questions that I had here would, what's a piece of advice that you would actually give veterans about retraining into tech? And if you want to just talk specifically about cyber then that's okay I really loved what you said in terms of veterans are protecting the nation Mm -hmm. and you're then doing that you know in the internet of things world or you know like Mm -hmm. so how yeah can you give a piece of advice I suppose if people are kind of going oh but I don't have the computer skills or I don't know what what would you say to someone if you're a pathfinder on the phone what would you say so um one, I would say definitely you'll hear a lot of people talking about it, that, oh, it's not hard or it's extremely hard. It depends on where you want to start out. There's plenty of careers within cybersecurity itself. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, my oldest brother does it, and then uh, my other brother's a software engineer too. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of uh, exposure to what it was and guidance along the way, but uh, you can... You can go on websites like cyberseek.org where you'll see a heat map of everything there. But what they also offer is uh, this career pathway. So you can figure out where you can start at. So, I mean, you have your pen testers, you have your analysts, and like you'll hear a lot of like red team, blue team. Do you want to be on the offensive or the defensive side of it? Uh, it's, it's not necessarily hard to get there mm-hmm. as long as you put in the work and you find... I'd recommend finding a good mentor, and uh, we we offer career advice ourselves, so we can kind of guide you along the pathway you might need to go. Um, find a good mentor, and then make yourself a plan of what certifications that you might need, uh, what information you might need to know. And uh, it's interesting because specifically for pen testing, a lot of the time uh, companies are kind of stepping away from, from my own research. I've seen that companies are starting to step away from okay, do they have a college degree? Do they have A, B, and C certification? And they're going into their own internal testing. When you go through the interview process, if you tell them, you're like, I'm really efficient with uh, Python Mm -hmm. uh, as a coding language. Um, I know how to use tools like Metasploit and a bunch of the other ones. And you say you're really efficient. Well, now they test you on it. And they'll actually believe generally what you're saying. Mm. Um, And this is from my own experience and my own research. Not 100% accurate, just from what I know. Yeah, of um, course. But they'll actually kind of go into a testing process, mm-hmm. and they'll see if uh, what you say 
uh, you can do, you can actually do. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of go more off of that because uh, a lot of the job postings you see online turn people away from it because they say you, they want you to have five, six years experiences, say an analyst. Um, you want to have like five different certifications, mm-hmm. but now they're not able to necessarily fill that. So that's why they're moving to that testing process. And I think uh, we can help them along the way. We can help the veterans, and we can also help the companies understand that more and more. And I think that's what we're moving towards. That's awesome. Thank you. That, that's a really fantastic actual um, response, actually, because you kind of t- putting in a perspective of, you know, you can decide which sort of pathway to go. We've got the training there, but on the other end is the employers that – are asking for a, or giving a job description based on the person that they want to replace who was there at the start from year mm-hmm. one and made it to year five. So they're trying to replace that person and you're not necessarily going to have five years experience for an analyst role, which you don't need, mm-hmm. you know? So that's actually really fantastic. So thank you for pointing that out. So look, um, I actually want to ask, um, start speaking to Liz, but before I do that, I want to say thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thank you for everything that you've done. It's a really fantastic to have you on the team. So I'm looking forward to working with you um, further as well. So without further ado, sitting beside me is the lovely Liz. Um, Liz, thank you so much for being on the, um, no, the, thank you. the show with us. What I wanted to ask you was, can you share a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, just who you are. Yeah. Um, 29 years old, um, mother of two, and we've been married for almost five years now. Um, yeah, so we've pretty much been, I've, I've, you know, I've been there for the important dates, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And so what sort of background have you come from? Because I know, um, I got the privilege of taking Liz out for some lunch to get to know her a little bit better. What are the things that you're passionate about? Because, you know, just to understand a little bit more about you, because I know you're more than... You're more than just a wife <laughs> and you're more than just a mother. What are the things that excite you? Um, I grew up in the music industry uh, with my mom. She owned her own record label. So it was constant moving, constant, uh, you know, going to all these different events, traveling and mm-hmm. things. But which kind of, you know, similar to military. Like, yeah, kind of moved, perfect. We moved a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, um, that's what I was truly passionate about um, when we first met. And then after we got married, you know, I put everything, you know, towards my children. I focus on my do- mm-hmm. on our daughters and just, you know, trying to educate them, trying to make sure they get the best of everything. So I kind of got off of the work field yep. and, you know, focused on the family. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that kind of leads in a really good place to where we are at the moment because, um, what Liz is doing is something just experienced by many military spouses, myself being one. I know that I'm 100% like when you have babies, you kind of put things on hold, which is what you do, yeah. you know. Um, but you're actually currently studying yes. um, one of our courses. Can you yes. share with the, everyone a little bit about what you're doing and how you got involved in that? I am doing the cyber analyst course, and I originally started because Adam, you know, convinced me. And in the beginning, it was... It was crazy because I did not understand what they were talking about, what was going on. It's a completely different language, Mm -hmm. and it was a bit frustrating, but I had the amazing help from Adam, and he, you know, guided me if I had any questions. It did not matter what time he would answer my crazy questions, even if it was something super simple that I could have Googled, I called him. (laughs) (laughs) Did you look at 
the Google? No. no. I'm just going to bring you because you can answer my question. And it's a voice behind yes. it. Yeah. The human Google. Yeah, 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 exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I still have not finished, but that's the beauty of this. You know, it's at self-paced. I could, you know, if I needed a break, I we came out here and, you know, I'm taking a little vacation. Yeah. So I am not doing it right now, but as soon as we get back home, you know, I'll get right back to it until I finish it. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so how is it like being a U.S. military spouse? It is a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. It's hectic. It's, you know, you spend a lot of days just by you by yourself and mm-hmm. you, you know, you spend holidays and special events apart. And then, you know, if you have kids, you're a single mom. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, until they come home and, you know, you're whole again. And it's special because, I mean, when they're away, you, you know, you're away from family as well. So you build a family. You build your own village to raise your kids. And mm-hmm. people, everybody comes together they help you out, whether it's like, I need a break, can someone watch my kid, or let's all get together and celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving, and it's beautiful, it really is, mm-hmm. it is amazing, we have such amazing friends that we've built, and mm-hmm. we try to get together at least once a year, and it's just beautiful, it's, you know, we, we cherish those friendships because they were there in our hardest times, and it's families that are going through the same thing that you are, so they understand. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's a really important point there is that um, most people, when you tell them about the circumstances that you go through as a military family, like the times when you were deployed and you were home, because I remember over lunch you were telling me that you were deployed and, you know, Liz was just pregnant, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I think you came home just before the baby was born or, uh, yeah, do you know? And then you left. And then you left. (laughs) You know, like when you tell those stories to other people, they just look at you and go, are you? crazy and you're like well no I mean I don't think I am but you know (laughs) it's just one of those things that you just do it because you do it yeah and you have to you know but what I really like what you said is that you build an own village or a community yeah you know within the people that you um you have you're supported by do you know so you might not. It might not necessarily be your family, as in like your immediate family, yeah. your mum or dad, or your brothers and sisters and stuff like that. It actually will be the people that are in those similar circumstances with you, and that can share that support and understand what you're going yeah. through. So, how much? I suppose my question is then: is how much did that help you guys along the way? Because I know for you, Adam, when you go away, you need to focus on what you do. But sometimes your mind drifts back. You know, Mm -hmm. and you kind of go, I hope she's okay, but I've got to focus on this. (laughs) And you're like, everything's fine. (laughs) Yes. Everything's fine. (laughs) House is burning. It's okay. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's happening here. Yeah, you know. um, Like, can you guys share, I suppose, uh, maybe, I don't know how you dealt with that and kind of how that supported you while you were on deployment or away? Because I think that's really important to talk about because I don't think there's an opportunity to kind of highlight those things. Can and you guys mind sharing that? Well, I mean, it was kind of hard. It was very hard because sometimes things would happen and I didn't want to stress them out. So I, I would just be like, it's okay. Everything at home is okay. Yeah. Like I am not at the ER with our child right now. Yeah. How's <laughs> work? Yeah. <laughs> but it was so nice. Like we had, you know, so many people that helped us. Like for, I remember I was at the ER once with sure. my daughter because she put 
extra like icy hot in her on her eyes. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I had a rush, and I had a newborn, and like his friends, even the guys were volunteering. Like, I will help you. I'll babysit. Do you need me to take her in? Yeah, you know, which was beautiful because you would have never thought a single guy who's eighteen would volunteer to babysit a newborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, can you talk us through that particular process of what that was? Is that okay? Just in terms of how it helped you with someone else, and then you obviously didn't know, but then when you came back, how that? Uh, it's what I'm trying to get to is that. She obviously didn't share that with you because she wanted to protect you so that you could focus on what you were doing while you were mm -hmm. away. But then the fact that you guys talked about it afterwards, how did that help? You know, because that's about managing a relationship between the two of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Are you able to talk about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, when when I got back and everything, uh, anytime I got back and like something had happened, uh, we always went into the discussions that we could have about, like I'd talk about. Uh, I wouldn't really talk about anything we did overseas, but I'd just talk about, you know, like maybe some funny jokes me and the guys yeah. uh, were talking about. And she'd tell me about like what happened while I was gone. And mm. We'd communicate it on the phone yeah. while I was over there. Um, but one of, the, one of the biggest things on my end, it's a really uh, solidifying thing uh, in a relationship when you, you're just like, okay, you know, I'm gone for a few months or however long and then you get back and uh like liz would tell me she's like oh this this and this happened and it's like it built up my confidence uh in liz which you know i had some to begin with anyways but like yeah. my confidence that no matter what she'll be able to handle anything yeah. it's really uh uh it, it was a proud moment for me as a husband i was very proud of her that she was able to handle all that stuff and then even sometimes like oh i did research on this this and this and i'm just like you know, you're managing a family while I'm gone and you're sti still able to find time for your own enjoyment and uh, to help yourself learn. And like a lot of times she'd help her mom and dad out with certain things. I was just like, you that's, uh, <laughs> that's a lot to handle. Yeah. That was a very proud moment, I suppose. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what about you? And like, how is that for you? Because I know um, how, how have you learned to kind of, is that something that you had innately in you or do you think that that, that was something that um, by circumstance that you learned I think I just learned I figured <laughs> I mean he's already stressed so yeah <laughs> don't bother him with those little things and just figure it out which was like mm. you know I mean I wasn't gonna bother him while mm. he's over there oh I need someone to mow the lawn or something you know yeah 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 like yeah. that I was like, no, fine. I'll just pay someone to do it. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, so can you get one piece of advice? I, I want to ask you here. What's one piece of advice that you would give other spouses um, in terms of when their other half's transitioning? Because there was a point that Adam raised that he needed to learn, or the, the recommendation was patience and that he reached out to you, you know, um, for support. So what's one piece of advice that you would give to other spouses when, you know, their husbands or wives, you know, because they obviously are male spouses as well, husbands or wives are actually going through that transition process in terms of support. What, what, what advice would you give? Just communicate with each other and ask questions. Like, there's all these terms that they use that we don't, I don't understand. And, like, I would just, like, he would tell me things and I would just, like, you, you're missing what? What can I, what? And so I would ask someone else, like, 
what does this mean? And like, then yeah. they break it down. Oh, this paperwork was missing or they filed this wrong. Mm-hmm. But just like communicate with each other, express your feelings. It was very, very, very frustrating. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we would talk about it and just like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. We would always, we're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it helped us out a lot that we were like constantly communicating our feelings with each other. Yeah. Awesome. That That's fantastic advice. I think that's um, one of the things that, you know, you might be frustrated. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You know, but I think it's really important to remember that, you know, you both love each other. It's a really difficult time. Things are crap. Yeah. Things are changing. But and it, you can't do anything about it. If you stress and you're mm. frustrated, then still not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's about, you know, sort of, like you said about repurposing it, it's it's really about reframing, yeah. you yeah. know, what you guys are going through and just understanding that, you know, what you're experiencing, you're actually kind of both going through it together mm-hmm. because it's affecting the whole Absolutely. family. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you guys, I don't know, was there a moment that um, you guys experienced with that transitioning piece that you kind of were like, oh, wow, yeah, we, we did this together. Was there any sort of thing that you guys can share that to give others maybe about to go through or currently going through that and you're just fighting like cats and dogs sort of thing, what you would sort of <laughs> recommend like, hey, guys, time out, I don't know. Um, what would you say to that? So with our... Uh with our transition process, it was very interesting. And we started, as soon as the uh, med board started, we weren't sure what the results were gonna be. Sure. Um, but we still went ahead and made a plan for it together. Um, and we figured out the best way to do it. Uh, one thing one thing that we did that, we could have done it either way, but um, we originally planned on moving out uh, to Nevada with Liz's parents and um, I kind of said we had a discussion we were just like okay well now that's changed we're going to be going up to Virginia um and we were like maybe it'd be a good idea for uh her to bring the girls out to Nevada and then hang out uh her parents uh for that last few months as we're waiting on the paperwork to go through and it it, each couple's different when it comes to that like Mm -hmm. we're we're kind of used to like supporting each other and then being away from each other staying in contact making sure we're communicating and I mean we still have our rough moments when it comes to that but um you kind of have to decide what's best for both of you and both of you Mm -hmm. have to kind of agree on it because there's a lot of the time we debate over something not necessarily get into an argument but we wait for the kids to get to sleep and we debate over like all right what's the best course of action I think one of the thing and correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Sorry, go. I think uh, one of the things that helped us out the most is you start making that plan for what you're going to do and then possible Mm. plans if that doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. But um, reassuring yourself in the end. There are tons of resources out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for the U.S. side of things, uh, Military One Source has a bunch of... uh, resources you can use you can call them up just if you have somebody you want to talk to uh there's a bunch of different programs uh that the va offers that it's you don't learn about until you're in that transition oh wow, okay and some people yeah. don't even know about it and uh that's why i'm glad i went through that so i know all the resources like even if uh we is with you with me can't help a candidate uh, I can recommend resources to them perfect but uh yeah like one of the one of the best things we did I think was reassuring 
rebuilding our confidence every time mm -hmm. um, because we would start to second guess everything we were doing and then <laughs> like either Liz would come back and be like hey look we already know the options we have we'll be good no matter what it just might change and I'd do the same and it was a team effort of like you know I'd have my down days she'd have her down days mm -hmm. and then us being apart for so long it gets frustrating because it's like oh we just want to see each other again yeah. but then like I'd I'd remind Liz, be like, I know it's frustrating, um, but take this time, like spend time with your parents, and mm -hmm. uh, like it's going to be okay. It's going to be worth it in the end. And then sure enough, uh, as I finished up all of my stuff, I went on terminal leave, got out to Nevada, and it was, I think, I know for me, that was a really just gratifying yeah. moment of like, oh, wow, we're here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it was amazing. Once he was done, actually, to me, the moment where it was like, oh, we're done, is actually when we were flying out here to Australia. Really? <laughs> I was like, oh, we're done with all this military stuff. We get to take, uh, this was our, this is our first, like, vacation that we had. Really? Yes, mm -hmm. so it was like, it felt really good. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, and, oh, wow, that's <laughs> awesome. And, okay, let's, um, you know, we've done some really great things, um, before I ask you about your holiday, because we should talk about why, you know, what you've been doing here in Australia. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give? Yeah, I suppose you would give veterans or even military spouses, because I think it's one of those things of, you know, like you said, there are changes and stoppages to yeah. your careers and stuff like that. So what's one piece of advice that you would give them? If it's a veteran or if it's a, a military spouse, what would you say? It, I mean, it is going to be scary trying something new, but don't be afraid. Like, just go for it. You know, there's so many resources out there. Like, the, you know, just try it out. Try things out until you find something that you like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just don't be afraid. Okay, perfect. And uh, definitely uh, for the spouses out there, make sure you remind your spouse. Uh, <laughs> like, Liz likes to be humble. Um she, when you asked her about her experience and everything, she's like, oh, I did a few things. I know. I, I was trying to tease it out of her. She just wasn't playing the game. Oh, thank you, Adam. It's, it's always important you remind each other because, like, Liz has experience in project management. She has experience uh, in a little bit of banking. She almost went that route for a while. She's been exploring a lot of things. But uh, it's important for you to remind each other, I feel mm -hmm. like, um, that you are capable you have experience and even mm -hmm. though you have been out of work for a little bit uh there's take that jump take that leap yeah. and it's on both sides because you know me being an infantryman i was like what am i gonna do i can't be infantry <laughs> in the yeah 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 what do i know because <laughs> yeah you're right it's how do you translate that and i think something I, and i'm gonna speak for you then liz because you didn't give me <laughs> enough when i was talking and then you can elaborate so one of the things that liz shared with me over lunch was you know there was so much she was doing while you were away mm -hmm. in terms of you had two kids under the age of under the age of five. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> two children under the age of five while her husband's away on deployment. She's by herself. She's coordinating all the things. And like you said, and mm -hmm. that like when she was talking about the experience that she went through and even, you know, the experience that she went through while, you know, you were transitioning and how what your injury, you know, what it was yeah. and how it went. You managed that whole process while you were pregnant as well. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you are very humble. Yeah. So the the magnitude of the story, which we won't, you know, when you meet Adam, Adam can share that story over a beer one time maybe. But the magnitude of that story and what you went through and what you did 
was just like I was I was sitting there at lunch like this. <laughs> My food went cold, right? I was just like, what? Like this. So yeah, and they're so they're both very humble, okay? I'm telling you now. But it's one of those things like I think it's really important. What I loved what you said, Adam, is that you guys are a team. Yeah. And the one thing that I love about military couples, and you know, and it's hard because you don't see them all go through the journey together. Some of them end up, you know, the actual divorce rate, I know for Australia, I'm not too certain about what it is for the US military um, veteran, like spouse couple, but it's high here. It's one of the largest, yeah. you know, um, because you experience and your your relationship is put under so much more stress mm-hmm. than yeah. normal, you know? so. The fact that you guys said that, you know, remind each other of why you guys are doing things and remind each other of, you know, and encourage each other to do that because you are a team, you know, like, and there are so many stresses about thing. And then when children get involved as well, that's another added stress, you know. (laughs) It's not just you two. It's like, what are we going to do for these kids? And you want to do the best for them, you know, so. The the most interesting thing, uh, and actually I learned this through uh, our uh, one of the chaplains brought it up at some point in time is uh, a lot of people will, and this is just kind of my perspective on a lot of people will wait to do marriage counseling until uh, mm-hmm. problems start arising, communication kind of breaks down. Mm-hmm. But uh, me and Liz have had discussions like we'd go to these events where the chaplain would kind of speak and it's almost like a marriage counseling session. Session. They have these exercises you do. Sometimes they're good, sometimes <laughs> and, but, but one of the awesome things is uh, it made us realize like mm. marriage counseling sometimes, especially going through a transition process like that, um, sometimes it's good just to go, just to see what it is yeah. and get advice from an outside source because yep. you know every each person has their own story, but sometimes yep. you need a third person to be like, I don't know anything about you guys. This is what I'm saying. This is what might help you out. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And those things are also good, like, after a deployment or mm-hmm. a training cycle because, you know, you're far, for, you're away from each other for so long that you forget how to, you know, communicate with each other. Like, he comes back and I'm like, I'm so used to doing everything that he tries to get involved. And I'm like, no, you're, you're messing up mm-hmm. my order. This is how I do things. Sit yeah. back. <laughs> so it's good to do those <laughs> things after, you know, being apart for so long yeah. because they teach you how to become one again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the reason I laughed is because I've done that to my husband <laughs> yes. so many times. Like, so, um, oh God, I just, it's like I'm talking to a mirror. Because you do that and I yeah. and that is really great advice. And I know that I don't even think I did that and I should have listened to that as well. Because you do, you're so used to yeah. just doing everything. Because it's kind of like you're on automatic pilot, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, okay, they're away and I'm not going to stress them out. So I'm just going to do this, 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 this. And then you, when, you, when you actually... When you come back, you're trying to reintegrate, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah? You're trying to reintegrate yep. in your life, and you're just on autopilot that you're, you're like, like... No, this is how we do things. We have a system. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, so I, I think that's really fantastic advice that not only for a transition, but yeah. when you're mm-hmm. coming back from deployment, like, because it's about just learning how to be together again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's it's huge, and, it's, and that's, right, really important because, like, this... I suppose all those things are all intertwined in the transition process as well because you're away and you're like you said you're mm-hmm. you lose your sense of purpose and so you're you're battling those um, identity things as well yeah. you know and 
you're just like wanting to fix everything because usually yes, you know the wife we just want to fix, fix things yeah we <laughs> want to fix everything and make sure everyone's okay and everything's fine <laughs> yeah. you know and so you just want to make sure that it is okay but sometimes like you said it takes that outsider's perspective to mm-hmm. kind of go hey hang on a second whoa yeah yep you know you need to calm down and you need to calm down, <laughs> down yes. you know and you need to realize that you're both saying the same things yep. and you're both wanting the same things you just forget how yes. to yeah. say do it. it together yeah <laughs> so that's that's really fantastic so i'm glad that you guys said that because i think it helps because i think sometimes we get um we get a little bit proud mm-hmm. you know um like people in the military are very proud yeah. yep. you know and um and so you should be but I think as a military spouse, you learn to be proud about the things that you do, but you're humble at it. You don't like to tell everyone. Yep. <laughs> and whenever you need help, it you know it takes more courage to like. And I've heard this many times, and I know myself because you know there's been times where I've been like putting myself into a hole, and then somebody comes along and helps me. Whether it's Liz or one of my buddies uh, from the Ranger Regiment, or just one of my buddies from um, back home in Georgia. Um, but it's definitely, it takes more courage to ask for help than it does to just try and pit everything on yourself. Mm. And whether it's marriage or just yourself, like that's, it, it should be encouraged more and more to actually ask for help, whether it's using one of the free resources or whether it's just reaching out to one of your friends, Mm. uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's a really fantastic point to highlight. So thank you both for that. Um, and I want to say thank you for your service because you are. You've served your country by allowing your husband to go and do the things that he needs to do for his country. So, you know, and that's one of the things that I really do love about the U.S. military is that you guys get recognised for that more so than we do here in Australia. And I really I love that because I think it's really important that we say thank you, you know, oh, as well. Mm-hmm. So because um, you've done... A lot, you know. You're you're there holding the fort at home, <laughs> while Dad's up holding the fort out there. So yeah. you know. Um, so thank you. Um, so guys, I don't really have any more questions. I, I've kind of <laughs> I've used up all my question bank. I just want to say thank you both again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, actually, no. We want to ask one thing. What's the favorite part of being here in Australia so far? What's the favorite thing that you've seen? Oh, that I've seen. Oh, I know. Just my favorite seen. part is the coffee, though. What? <laughs> yes. The coffee here is amazing. Yeah, I know. It's very, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because, okay, so when I was in the States, because I, I think I've shared with you guys, so when my husband was living in the States, when we were there, oh, my God, you'd go out to the coffee places and I'd just be like, what is this? It's so watered yeah. down. Like, yes. No, it really is. Uh, do you like the coffee here? Or do you yeah, think it's too yeah. strong? I, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, like, oh, you get coffee in the U.S. and then, I finally tasted the coffee here, and I was like, okay, I see what they're saying. See what I mean? (laughs) Totally, yeah. No, because, I mean, like, it's just, like, I mean, Starbucks is Starbucks, right? And I'm not saying anything about Starbucks, right, you know, um, because that's the one I probably go to because it's the easiest. But it's, like, seriously watered down. Yes. Yeah, you know, and it's got full, like, robust flavors here. so much sugar. Like, here it tastes, it's amazing. Every coffee shop that you go to, their coffee is amazing. So. Oh, good. <laughs> and what's something that you guys have done here to be able to kind of make people jealous back home, what you guys have done? We did go to the Opera House. Yes, we did. Saturday. Yeah. And the zoo. Yeah. Went to the yeah. Sydney Opera House and the zoo. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Got to see a bunch of kangaroos. Nice. <laughs> did you guys get to pat? You don't get, no, you don't get to pat the kangaroos. No. no. They had like a koala showing, but we missed that. Oh. Yeah. 
But it's okay. We'll be back. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, oh, we did get really close to one of those wallabies that jumps up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, the rock wallabies. Yeah. They went right next to us, and the lady's like, wow, they never usually get this close. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. literally, we're really? on the trail yes. that's right next to us. Oh, wow, that's cool. I know, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and what else, like, because um, Taronga Zoo, the cool thing about Taronga Zoo here in Sydney, um, I mean, the, the view is amazing. Yes. You know, like you, you take a boat because these guys took a ferry over, which is really cool. The weather hasn't been that fantastic with all the fires that we've got in terms of um, the visibility. But when you go there, you're up higher. Yeah. And you kind of essentially get to see the whole landscape, which beautiful. is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So um, we love it here. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you both here. Um, although it's just a long flight. It is. Yeah. Well, that's what the nice thing. I don't know how they did it before this, but they have tablets on the back of the seats now with yeah. movies, free movies. So you're just like, okay, or even TV shows. I think I watched like hours and hours of the men. And they just bring you so <laughs> much food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who did you actually fly over with? Ah, uh, Qantas. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, Qantas yeah. is good. Yeah. So yeah, Qantas, they brought us if you like... want to give us free tickets, go for it. Promo. That's like a little plug. Um, yeah. Good one, guys. All right. Thank you so, both so much for being here. I've loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, that advice to people because I think it's really important. Um, what we try to do here is obviously not only talk about obviously the transition story but just talk about this is the first time we've been i've been able to interview a couple which is awesome because mm -hmm. i think it's really important to understand because most of the time not all the time but most of the time that member is partnered with a family you know and this is that perfect thing of you've just recently transitioned mm -hmm. you guys have got two beautiful oh, two beautiful girls oh whose names we should mention and say hello because we can mm -hmm. send it to them and go hey hey emma hey lena hey, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you can show mum and dad they can be like, oh my God, you guys are on TV. <laughs> you can just totally, you know, like, yes, they're celebrities now. Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much again for having, um, for being, yeah, being part of the, the team and, you know, keeping me company. It's been really fantastic. Remembering that you can listen to us through eight different platforms, but really, let's be honest, it's a Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Um, remember, if you guys want any further information, the best place to go is um, on our withyouwithme.app website. If you want to click and speak to someone, there's obviously our little, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember, like a bot things. Bots, the little bot <laughs> things that you can talk to and someone will call you back. You can even book in a call with Adam if you need support yeah. from him as well. Um, if, you, if there's anything that you actually want in terms of content um, or what you want us to talk about, let us know. Give us some feedback. You can do that obviously through the website um, or give us um, some information through the obviously the LMS as well. So thanks everybody um, for listening and we'll see you next time.